Blog Talk Radio. Looking for inspiration to take action, to grow? Then you've arrived. The Cocoa Express has been waiting for you. Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of Best Invention Ever, You. And we do this together. I do this with my amazing co-host, Marilyn. Marilyn, are you there? Oh, really? I am here, and you just put a smile on my face at the word when you said amazing. So thank you. You two are amazing, and our guests are amazing, and I'm so happy to be here. And thank you to all of our listeners for being here, reminding everyone that you are the best invention ever. And this guest that we have today, boy, is she the best invention ever. Yes, I am so proud to know this person, it's an honor because she has so much courage and so much determination and she's truly making a difference in this world. Yes, indeed. Um, she is, on this episode of Best Invention Every You, we have the amazing Kimberly King. She is the tough topic mom. Kimberly King is an author of the best-selling, most highly recommended book for children on preventing Um, sexual assault called I Said No, A Kid's Guide to Keeping Your Private Parts Private. Ms. King holds an MS in education and is an elementary school teacher who is a mom of three, a survivor, a sexual abuse prevention facilitator, and sexual assault crisis counselor. Her work has been featured in various magazines, podcasts, and blogs, including ABC, NBC, Capeless Hero, Ticker News, the Chicago Tribune, Women's Fitness, and so much more. We have the esteemed honor of having us, having her with us today. So listeners, please, please, please welcome to the best invention ever you, Ms. Kimberly King. Hello. Thank you so much for having me. What a lovely introduction. You oh, are hello, Kimberly. <laughs> hello. We are so happy to have you here. Well, I am happy to be here, and it's the last day of Sexual Abuse Awareness Month, so this is the perfect way to finish strong talking about the topic and helping get all the information out to your the parents that are your listeners. Thank you. Thank you for being here with us. And I have to tell you, you know, I reviewed your website and the books, and I have to tell you, you know, necessary. That's the only word that pops in my head, necessary. Mm -hmm. You and your work are necessary because, you know, when you talk about children, our most innocent, most precious commodity on the planet, we sometimes overlook the things that happen to them. And oftentimes we're not able to verbalize in a proper manner what we need to convey to them on how to help them help them help themselves. So it's people like you that make it so important that we have on this planet to do those things like that to help guide us, you know. So yeah, tell it's, me. it's a, an important thing for sure. Yeah. So how did your journey begin? 
Uh, well, it's a long story, but <laughs> but um, I was a victim of a sexual assault in college, and I ended up, you know, jumping into the topic and <clears throat> volunteering at the health center, just learning more about the topic, and so it became something that I was passionate about. But um, fast forward to, you know, becoming a mom and having children, my little boy had what I call like a body boundary violation at a sleepover when he was about Mm -hmm. four and a half years old. And because I had told him some very basic body safety rules, and because he knew that if anything like this happened, you should just tell me, he told me right away. And that moment kind of triggered this, like, you know, realization that many parents don't understand that this type of thing isn't really happening with the man in the white van, you know, like the stranger. It's happening within, you know, the people we already know and trust. And there's this whole part of abuse that nobody talks about, which is, you know, children being abused by their older friends or even within the family. So I just went on a mission to research and became a darkness to light sexual abuse prevention educator. And together, my son and I wrote the book. Okay, great. That's how it started. (laughs) That is amazing. You know, it takes sometimes that, that most important thing takes a situation, you know, Mm-hmm. Um, a need. There's always a need for something, and when that need comes and divine intervention clicks in, that's when you know, yep. you know, you are exactly. on the right path. So I, I understand exactly. Yeah, yeah, and one thing that uh, one thing that Kimberly mentioned uh, that she told she had told her son if anyone ever right, so she educated them, and it's so important to ask that question. If anyone ever, you know, touches you in the wrong way and to make them aware of that, tell them, you tell me. And they'll, all, they'll always remember that and they will tell you. But if that, like, if you don't tell them that and you don't create that awareness, they will be clueless. But the right. fact that she said, if something like this happens, you tell me, then because when they don't, when they are not told that and this happens, they're going to be, they're going to have so much confusion, so much fear. They're not going to know what to do and who to tell, but by the parents telling them, you tell me if something like this happens, they yeah. will. So that's such a wonderful thing that she, at such a young age, created this awareness. And for parents listening, to tell your children that, tell them, because that's, that could prevent something, or if something happens, they'll be able to tell you, they'll be able to open up, because children, they have to be guided, because they won't know, so they I think do. that, yeah. yes, they have to be guided, so Kimberly, I am so in awe of you and what you do and this work because it takes courage and this is such a sensitive topic that people don't talk about and it's overlooked. It's overlooked and it's a shame. Right. Yeah, Mm -hmm. you're right. And the interesting thing about kids is that 70% of kids never tell anyone. That's a Mm -hmm. huge number of children. So like for parents, I always say, like, the best thing to do is start talking about it early, about their bodies, and teach mm-hmm. them that they have, you know, the anatomically correct words for their parts, teach them body boundaries, mm-hmm. teach them that no one's allowed to touch them, and then really focus on communication. Like, 
if you ever feel uncomfortable, let's come tell me. And I, I like to teach people to identify their feelings with like red and green flags and just encourage your kids to talk about their day, their happy parts, their sad parts, if anybody was mean to them, in the day, you know, always communicating. And then when you get to the private parts and you say those parts have special rules, you, you know, nobody should look at them, touch them, tickle them, or play games with them, and you shouldn't do that with anybody else. And if that ever happens, I want you to know it's not your fault. You just have to come tell me because my job is to protect you and to keep you safe. So if you establish that it's just your body is your own and that if this does happen, you, t- you come tell, that, that helps prevent. But one of the bigger things that, you know, is so important for parents, I think, is, you know, you can empower your kids and you can read all these books and you can talk about it all day long. But if your child is up against a pedophile who's a master manipulator, they're still not going to have much of a chance. So that's when parents come in and they have to learn the facts about sexual abuse and the statistics. And then as parents, reduce the risk. So don't put your kids in risky situations or try to at all costs, you know, reduce and minimize the risk. And that's really easy to do if you know what you're looking for, if you know where the blind spots are. So I hope that helps your listeners. Yes. Can you, you know, explain a little bit, like, what would be some of the blind spots? So um, what, something that a lot of single moms don't even think of, single moms have a huge, um, and divorced moms have a big increased risk. So the number one predictor of, like, if your child might be sexually abused is your family structure And if you are a single mom, you're like 20 times more likely to have your child be a victim of sexual abuse. So you have to implement safety procedures before you even start dating. So if you're dating, you don't bring your new boyfriend over to your house for a very long time. You take your dates, you know, you go out to dinner or you go to his house. But abuse can only happen with time an opportunity. So I would recommend to anybody in a new relationship that you don't have your boyfriend sleep over your house when your kids are home because that gives somebody access to your kids, time with your kids, an opportunity. Um, and then to become really familiar with grooming strategies, like what are the things that these types of people do to kind of like lure you in? So if you learn about grooming strategies, um, that will really help empower you. But the risk factors can happen in any situation. Wherever you send your child, you have to make sure that, like, let's say, for instance, a daycare. You want to make sure they have a sexual abuse prevention policy. You want to make sure their employees are background checked, FBI checked, have taken training. And then you also want to make sure they follow the rule of two, which is one of the most important safety rules. And that just is that no child will ever be alone with an adult. There's always going to be two adults present for everything because then your child is protected. Um, So, like, asking those questions of all the organizations, like, you know, the Cub Scout tribe or the soccer coach or, you know, making sure that you're asking those questions and telling people, that you are a body safe and body aware family actually protects your kids because that lets any potential 
abuser know that you're watching and that mm. your kids are prepared? Oh, that is some very, that's very important information. You know, I, I have to tell you that um, I'm a new grandma and Aww. I was a single parent and um, I think I was a helicopter mom. They, I put fear in everybody. Helicopter <laughs> 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 mom. Well, well and I mean, you know, helicopter moms probably have safer children. I, got, I mean, yes, and I love that you brought up just even interviewing at the daycare because I don't think a lot of people would think of that, would even think of that and asking such questions when they're looking at the daycare. So that's a, a very important factor and uh, something that people really need to think about when they go to a daycare. That's really something to think about. So thank you for yeah. bringing that up. You're welcome. Mm-hmm. Um, I really think, like, anywhere, even babysitters, okay? So we we also mm. assume, like, a babysitter is safe. But, you know, that's really an ac- an access point because we leave our children alone mm-hmm. with those babysitters. So I always say for that, like, really interview, check references, and then do, like, a play date and practice the babysitting. Like, you be home and observe the babysitter. And then maybe for the first time you go out, pop back in unannounced in a half an hour and really, you know, communicate and be very clear with that babysitter that you are an empowered body safe family. Your kids know the rules. Here are the rules for the babysitter that are, you know, acceptable and not acceptable. And, you know, it's, it's the biggest, your children are the most important thing in their safety is the most important thing in your heart. So the more you talk about it, the more it protects them. Okay, that's good to know. And, you know, really interesting because, you know, I was, I, like I said, I was a helicopter mom. I'd pop up and see people. <laughs> <laughs> they didn't see me coming. I'd be seeing and looking right at me mm-hmm. going, hello. <laughs> but, you know, it's really, really interesting to know this. And when you had your son help you write this book, how did he contribute? I'm curious to know. Yeah, so um, after the event, he he felt bad because his son, the his friend tricked him. His friend used this language that was like, if you don't do what I want you to do, I'm never going to be your friend. And then another tactic was like, if you do this, I'm going to give you $50. So he was really upset about the language, and then he told the mom that there was a problem and the mom didn't help him. So as a four-and-a-half-year-old, five-year-old, he kept, like, churning those thoughts, and he kept feeling, like, guilty. So we started just writing in a journal. And when you're four-and-a-half or five, you know, you're drawing pictures and you're trying to sound out words. So one day he wrote in his journal that he felt like the stupidest kid in the world. And I, I saw that, and I'm like, honey, you no, you are not stupid. You are so brave and you came and tell you know you told me and this type of thing happens to a lot of kids and you told me so let's keep talking about it so talking about it and sort of trying to figure out solutions helped him process his feelings and just you know we we realized at the end of this journal that we wrote um, he would draw pictures sometimes he would write sentences sometimes I would like you know write a little dictation or whatever but at the end of the journal, I was like, wow, 
this could help a lot of kids. This really could help a lot of parents. And that's, that's really how that whole, the whole book started was his journaling and our conversations about like, okay, I would say, okay, honey, well, what did you think when that happened? What did you say? What did you do? So we developed this think, say, do strategy. Mm-hmm. And when, when you do that with your kids on anything, whether it's like, you know, a bully situation or any kind of problem, when you brainstorm with your kids and they come up with the solutions, that helps them remember it and, and use it. it. It goes into a different part of the brain. Instead of just making them, like, memorize rules, when they have ownership in those rules and they engage with making them, they can recall them so much faster and then they implement them. Okay. That's, that's really good to know. I mean, adults need that too. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> exactly. Yes, well, think, think about it. Yeah. Oh my God. Communication. Communication is key and opening those lines of communication with your children and asking those open ending questions and mm-hmm. asking them about their emotions and their feelings and getting them to open up. I think if you see if you see that your child can be really quiet and almost in a depression, sometimes that can be a red flag also that there's something that happens and they're not able to speak up and open about it because I know right. of situations like that and they've, that's something that they've held in for years and they thought that they would never, ever speak up ever in their lives until one day for some reason after years or becoming an early adult, they finally speak up and with mm-hmm. so much fear because they're taking a chance. Uh, they feel that they can lose family members because there's going to be family members that will not believe them. So they right. feel like they're taking a risk because they feel that no one is going to believe them, and that's why they stay quiet. And they will be family members that don't believe them. So this is a yeah, very true topic. Yes, it's that's so that's such a good point. And you know, a lot of mm-hmm. kids, especially when this abuse happens within the family, they get so much manipulation and so much guilt from the abuser that they they start to think like, well, if I tell. I'm going to wreck my family or if I tell my dad will abuse my sister instead or, you know, they go through all of these, all of these threats and manipulative types of scenarios that happen. And so sometimes they're just paralyzed in fear and they just want to survive. So they, they can't tell. Yeah. Yeah. Now, what advice would you give? What advice would you give to maybe someone there can be an adult or a young adult that's listening that has experienced something, but they're thinking, I have to take this to my grave because I can't disrupt disrupt the yeah. family. And, and they're all, all, you know, everything is just going to cause so much havoc. I can't say anything. What advice would you give them? Well, you know, I, it's, that's a hard question because I feel like, you know, <laughs> some of the abusers I taught or some of the people that have been abused that I talk to, there are many people that have never told. And so Mm -hmm. I I wouldn't ever want to judge anybody for not Mm -hmm. telling. But um, when you do tell, like, and you report Mm -hmm. it, the thing that I like to to say is that it actually gives you the opportunity to heal. And it also helps you prevent that person, hopefully, from hurting anybody else. Yes, Mm -hmm. it may cause a ruckus in your family, 
if it is something happening within your family, but the alternative of you carrying that lifelong trauma to your grave is mm-hmm. exhausting and, and is so damaging to your mental and physical wellness and health. And you can protect other people by telling. So I would encourage anybody that, you know, has a memory of sexual abuse or has had something happen to them to call and seek help and try to, you know, you can also call a sexual abuse prevention hotline or there's so many organizations out there. We can just call and talk to somebody about it and report it to them. And they don't have to, you don't have to go farther than that step, but just even taking one step and telling a friend or telling a counselor Um, and getting it out so that you can start to heal is really important. And another thing is sometimes people, they, they get to this, into this state where they're frozen and they, they don't even remember the abuse until they're much older and certain things might get triggered and they have flashbacks and, but you know, some people don't remember until they're like 50 years old. (laughs) So Mm -hmm. it's never too late to tell if something like this has happened to you it's never too late to report it. Right. It's something that is so traumatic. And I think by you speaking about it, it's definitely the first step to healing. Definitely. Mm-hmm. And you've written other books as well. Now, I am, okay, I am particularly interested in um, the when your parents divorce because um, I think that there's a correlation between divorce and sexual assault because of yeah. the family splintering, separating, mm-hmm. and the child feeling, you know, isolated and looking for someone to be able to um, become friends with to help them get through this problem. Um, yeah. So tell me about the um, When Your Parents Divorce book and how, you know, that sure. came about. So that book, um, When Your Parents Divorce, is basically a collaborative guide to, like, how to get through a divorce for a child. But really, it's perfect to read with your child. And it it talks about, like, the terms that your kids might hear as you and your soon-to-be ex are, you know, talking. It, it talks about how families can look different. And then it really gets into, like, making sure you're able to identify your feelings and communicate with your parents and things to expect in a collaborative divorce. And then when things go wrong, what that looks like. Um, And so it's a really interesting guide because it empowers children to be able to talk to their parents about how they're feeling. And it's definitely connected to sexual abuse because like you said, the minute a family that just like makes, the single parent in this whole different category. And then there's other family, like stepkids and new people and new friends times two in both families. So they're exponentially exposed to more risk. And then typically when you're in the middle of a divorce, you might, you might not be paying attention to that. Like when you're recovering from a divorce, if you're a single woman, you might be going like, okay, I'm going to rebuild myself. I'm going to go to yoga. I'm going to go out to dinner with my girlfriend. And you might, like, take your eye off the ball for a minute, and it just takes a minute for your child to, like, you know, post something online that they're depressed and they're sad and 
next thing you know, they have all these different conversations going on with people about how they're feeling and they end up trusting the wrong people and that can lead down, you know, very bad paths. So it's, it's definitely a risk factor for sure. And that book came about because, um, so my family, when I was a little girl, my parents got divorced and they had a collaborative divorce where, you know, we split houses, but my parents never said a negative thing about each other. Not once. Like we still did birthday parties together. We did celebrations. We did shared Christmases and it made our divorce so easy and bare, like really the only difference was that our parents were not living in the same houses anymore and our step parents were on the same page too. And it became like this community of parenting and everyone got along. And so that's that was, rare. <laughs> that was very mature of all of them. I mean, that takes yeah, a lot of maturity. <laughs> that, that is so really nice. That, Wouldn't it be nice if everyone could do that to have this collaborative know, right? thing? That's that's so amazing. That's, that's, like a, that's like a unicorn that's divorce, though. That doesn't happen. Yeah, oh yeah. It's like, wow, that's beautiful. Yeah, yeah it, I mean, for me as a child, like, I was, like, not damaged by the divorce at all because everybody got oh. along. Um, but that does not mm-hmm. usually happen. Let me just be clear about mm-hmm. that. No. <laughs> you know, it's very unheard of. Just by listening to, you know, tell this part of your story, I think that that is probably why you are where you are now, because Mm -hmm. having experienced, you know, sexual assault yourself, it allowed you, because you had such a good open relationship and a good communication Mm -hmm. style foundation, you were able to get past that and then decide to turn around and say, let me help somebody else. Right. That's, that's, that's true. Um, and I think like all of us, we have these stories to share that will help other people. Like everybody has something special to share and, you know, maybe it's about divorce or maybe it's about healthy eating or how to handle a bully or, you know, whatever it is, but like sharing our stories and helping other people. Like if you can even just help one person a day, that is a lofty goal. Yes, it is. It is. And um, when you said about um, healthy eating, you also have another book called Finding Your Fit. Now, in today's society, with social media being like the devil, this book yeah. is probably a very important book. Tell us a little bit about that one. It's the So that book is also a kid-to-kid guide, and it's just from a child's voice talking about, like, how body image – and healthy eating and self-esteem and all of that is all interconnected. And so trying to find ways to like learn about yourself and cherish yourself and not judge yourself so harshly and compare yourself to everybody else. And it's got a lot of talking points and a lot of just like healthy eating and movement tips and just like it's a cohesive kind of wellness book that is perfect for like a, five to eight year old and um i am not a nutrition expert though by any means or a fitness expert <laughs> so but you're, I, a mom. I you're a mom I, i'm a mom <laughs> but i collaborated with an expert on that one so um i worked with uh, a, a fellow named jim white who is like a fitness and nutrition guru in virginia beach virginia so he helped me with that just for the technical stuff oh great you know i i I see 
I see a pattern, tell me if I'm wrong, that all of your stories gear around communication and feeling comfortable enough to communicate your feelings. Exactly. <laughs> That's yeah, and so and how we get to that, how how I get to that with the books and with the classes I teach is like using that kid voice because when something comes from a child's perspective and a child is reading it, there's like a little bit of lightness to it. It's not preachy. It's not like, I told you to do this because I'm your mom, you know, that kind of thing. Mm-hmm. It's from a kid voice with a little kid humor and a little kid language and a little bit of levity so that it's, it's more approachable because my goal is to get people just to be able to talk about these topics and communicate because that's how we build, you know, mental health. That's how mm-hmm. we stay healthy. So, and well, I, I know that um, a lot of times I watch like a lot of the shows on TV and they all, and you know, they all talk about the little kid in you that sometimes <laughs> never gets healed or addressed. Mm-hmm. So, right. I mean, when, when you speak to that little kid in you, I guess it touches everyone. And even if you're an adult, it'll touch every yeah. part of the individual. Yeah. Really? I mean, I'm yeah, going to use that in my marketing. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, the inner child. Yes, like you know. Mm-hmm. The inner child, and a lot of times when I'm with my clients and they're, you know, they have the suffering from anxiety and trauma and whatever it may be, and it's always something from the childhood. So we really have to pay attention to our inner child. And part of uh, paying attention to our inner child and listening to doing the things that bring us joy and having that because that's part of expressing our emotions. And like right. Aurelia said, the pattern that, that is shown by what you're doing is the communication, being comfortable with yourself, and expressing your emotions because so many people have internalized their emotions. Right. They're numbing themselves. They're not talking about it, and it's buried deep within them, and that is all from the that childhood so we really have to mm-hmm. listen to that inner child and it's never too late to open up That's open so your true. heart and start healing yes absolutely so um marilyn what can we tell kimberly today what is she i want to tell kimberly that she is kimberly you, you are, are the best, the best invention, invention ever, ever. <laughs> <Yay>. <laughs> yes Yes, thank you. You know, um, the thing about this this um, show, that, this podcast that we do is we know that there are some amazing people out there who have amazing stories to tell, who have amazing information to provide, and they created this, and we want them to share it with our listeners. We want the world to know about it, and we are so glad that we have the opportunity to have you and people like you on the show so we can show the best invention ever is you. You created this. We're benefiting from it, and we thank you. Oh, yes, thank, thank you, you Kimberly. Thank you for the thank amazing you so work much that for you're having doing. Me. Yes, oh. it's been a pleasure. <laughs> Now, before you, you guys, go, you keep doing what you do. It's amazing. <laughs> oh, yes, thank, you. You go, thank you. Thank you. Before you go, please tell us 
where they can find the book, how they can reach out to you and find out more information about you and the services that you provide. Sure. So you can go to KimberlyKingBooks.com. That's my website. Or if you go on Instagram, I am Tough Topics Mom. And um, I don't know if I'll, I'll just let your listeners know. So today, I think, is the last day of Sexual Abuse Awareness Month. And I've been running a sale on my kids' class all month long. So if anybody from your show wants to have a half-off coupon, I can... Um, DM you. I can say it right now on on your show if you want the code. <laughs> Should I sure. do that? Yeah, sure. Okay. So um, <laughs> if they go to my Instagram, Tough Topics Mom, and go over to my link tree, you'll see my classes. So my Body Boss Boot Camp for Kids. If anybody types in the code word Circle, then they'll get half off on of my classes. And it's been going on for the whole month, but I think today is the last day. Okay. So that's okay. a quick opportunity if anybody's interested. Great. Thank you. Thank you so much. I mean, Thank I've, you. Learned, you know, I've learned a lot, you know, and being that I'm a new grandma, um, I have to sit down and have a talk with my daughter and, um, you know, and, and, and you know, her um, companion because we have to have a conversation now because I, I well, you know, I, <laughs> I'm like, now we need a talk. Well, uh, you know, that's what stops us is the talking. And there's nothing wrong with being a helicopter mom, and there's nothing wrong with being a helicopter grandmother either. (laughs) Yeah, it gets on her nerves, but I don't care. (laughs) Oh, we got to order those books. We have to order those books right away. Today's the day. Today's the day to order those books. Yes. Awesome. So awesome. Kimberly, thank you so much. All right. Well, thank you so much. You take care. Okay. Thank you. Have a wonderful day. Have a wonderful day. So all of our listeners, thank you for being here. Remember, you are the best invention ever. Bye. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Marilyn, I have to tell you, I learned a lot. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, my God. I never would have thought the daycare thing. Never would have thought about that. Ask those questions. Because no. you know what? It happens there. Yes. And, you know, the thing about Crazy it is you don't, want to, you don't want to insult anybody, so you don't yeah. say certain things. But screw that. Screw that. Say something. Mm-hmm. You know, if, if the person yeah. insults, it's prevention. This is, yes. this is, this is life-saving. It's life-saving mm-hmm. because this is something that's so gentlemental. It ruins lives. And yes. by prevention, that's the number one thing, and that's all that matters. So don't worry about hurting other people's feelings because you're being the helicopter mom, and this is something that is so common. She said 70%, 70% of people don't yes. talk about it, right? They don't talk about yes. it. And that's, and I know of situations. I personally know of situations, and when the person – speaks up that's when they start their healing and there's a lot of other things that they have to deal with because like I mentioned earlier you know family members that won't believe or right so they have to deal with that but it all comes with it's all part of the process but the mm-hmm. main thing that they're doing their healing and that's what's most important yes. and don't worry so, about what other people think that's right so parents get your kids feel comfortable enough to talk to you. Let them know they can come to you and talk to you. And if you need help and assistance, these books are available for you out there. So, you know, there are 
places you can go, people you can talk to. Kimberly King has a series of books that will help you as well. So don't be afraid to stand up for your child's well-being and for their future because you want them to be able to develop into strong, positive adults. So this is how we start. Yes, and I I highly suggest ordering those books, especially today she gave that coupon for uh, a discount and order those books. It's going to be so helpful, so informative, and you, today is the best day to do it. She said today is the last day of uh, sexual abuse prevention, right, month. Yes. So go ahead and order those books, take advantage of the discount that she's offering today. Okay. Yes. So, Marilyn, it was such a pleasure having you today. <laughs> Thank you. Pleasure being here on this beautiful sunny day. Yes, yes. And I really mm-hmm. hope she and she also said thank you so much. She had an amazing time here. So, I mean, come on, people. She's amazing. She's yes. truly amazing. I really admire people that are doing work like this because this is a tough top topic, right? She has the perfect name, the tough topic mom, because this is such a tough top topic that people don't want to talk about. And you have mm-hmm. to start talking about this early on with your children. And yes. I know, I know that if you tell your child and you tell them, if ever this happens, you tell me, they will never forget those words. Even if they're four years old, they will always remember that. And it may take years. It may take years because I know of a situation like that. It took the person years, right? Once she was an early adult, she was able to say it. And then she said, because I remember, I remember that my mom said, if this ever happens to you, you tell me. She said, I never forgot those words. And that's why she spoke up. Yeah. So I know situations yeah. like that, so it's very important that you have the conversation with your children. Don't be afraid to. It's okay. And I think the best way to have the conversation is with this book and have a little storytelling, and then that's how you open up the conversation. That's how that's the conversation starter with this book. Mm-hmm. Yes. So mm-hmm. I guess, you know, and Mother's Day is coming, so I guess my daughter might be receiving this book <laughs> Oh, that would be a great Mother's Day gift. Yes, that's a great idea. Mm -hmm. That's a great Mother's Day gift. Yes. Yes. Wow. Marilyn, I don't want to hold our listeners any longer because it's a beautiful day. So we're going to end the show, and we'll be back again next week. Okay, be back next week. Have a wonderful day, everyone. Yes, enjoy your weekend. Don't forget, you, the best invention ever. Don't forget that. Don't forget, best invention ever you are. Okay, bye. Bye, Aurelia. Bye, Bye, Marilyn. Thanks for spending time with us. Come back, Marilyn.